Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. know if I'm live yet. Why not start talking? (laughs) Oh, hope you all are well. Happy Friday. We're back for live Q&A. If you have questions for me, let me know. Um, I'm going to try to watch this. I have my camera mounted somewhere else, so then I don't know where to look, but we're just going with it. I hope you all had a great week. What worked this week? What thoughts helped you this week? I can handle this. I can do anything. I'm figuring this out. What thoughts were helpful? What emotions did you feel predominantly? What emotions do you want to feel? You guys know that I love to feel courageous. We're doing scary things and still doing the thing. We don't let our brain stop us. That primitive part of our brain stop us from doing the things we need to do. So, um, okay, so I have questions. Ah, I love getting questions. I'm so grateful to you guys. Shout out to those of you that sent in questions. So amazing. Look, I have it. So fancy, aren't I? Okay, um, what keeps you from being courageous, taking risks, what helps keep you in your place? What keeps you from playing a bigger game? So uh, you guys know I love to talk about about the role of fear in our lives. And, And really we understand where that fear is coming from. It's a natural protective mechanism. I always say to my clients, if you did not feel afraid, we would be concerned. Something might be happening in your brain. Your brain is designed to keep you safe. That primitive part of your brain is designed to keep pleasure, find pleasure, seek pleasure, and avoid pain. So, of course, your brain sees risks, sees change as scary and overwhelming. Your brain wants you to stay with the status quo, to keep going as you've always been going. So I really want you to think about what your brain is doing and how it's it's just really, you know, we, I, we say, we call it that negative Nancy, that catastrophic Kathy, that lying, My mom's name is Linda, so I don't like to, but one of my clients said lying Linda, lying Lisa. No, one of my clients is named Lisa. Lying fill in the blank. Like your brain is always going to be, that primitive part of your brain is always going to be talking. It's never not going to be wanting to tell you something, sending you messages, that is always going to be there. So how do you not listen to that voice that's designed to keep you safe? And sometimes that that safety gets misunderstood. So we're going to play small. 
risks. We think that's safe. We're not going to take risks because we feel safe. And so we get stuck in our lives. We get stuck in overwhelm and confusion and fear. And so what keeps you from taking risks is that natural primitive part of your brain that's trying to keep you safe and not using your prefrontal cortex to say, oh no, <laughs> Kathy, Kathy likes catastrophic Kathy. But Kathy, we know you're not catastrophic. We know that about you, building a business, teaching people about their, their, their everything that's going on. And notice, I, I noticed you did it with a K. It would be a C here in this case, Kathy, right? But what is your brain doing? What is your brain stopping you from doing? Oftentimes people want to change but they don't understand the way their brain works. So they're gonna fight against those natural mechanisms in our brain that are, are, that are seeking pleasure. We haven't yet found that delicate balance between like having that, those negative messages, those catastrophic Kelly. No, we know too many Kellys too. Catastrophic Candace messages. And how do you allow that natural conversation in your brain to happen and say, okay, I'm stopping now. I'm stopping this overwhelm. I'm stopping this. This is too much for me at this point. So, so our, when we know that our brains don't like change and we fight against it, we understand what's going to happen. Those um, in the Courageous Life Society have a project that they're getting done. They're, it's a get it done project. And we remind ourselves and each other that in the last 10 days of when you've said you were going to do something in 30 days or the last five, your brain is going to panic. This isn't going to happen. This isn't working the way I thought it would work is overwhelming and so we just listen to those messages and understand that we can control the narrative that we can decide what's going to happen or what's not going to happen I, I think i've decided i need my glasses for this next question what is the best advice you've heard well, I've heard a lot of great advice, right? But I think uh, the, the one I always come back to is that advice or quote or work from Dr. Albert Ellis. You have considerable power to construct self-helping thoughts, feelings, and actions, as well as to construct self-defeating behaviors. You have the power, if you choose it, to choose healthy instead of unhealthy thinking and feeling like Glenda the Good Witch quote, you've always had the power, my dear. What is it? You've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn had to realize it. What is it? Can't remember. Anywho, it's like the Glenda the Good Witch quote, right? So that, that we get to choose. I think that is the best advice, the best message, is that it's not what is happening around us. It's not our circumstances. It's not COVID. 
It's not our bodies. It's not our autoimmune condition. It's not how many things that we have to do the day, that day or what's on our to-do list or what's happening with our children or the world or fighting with our husband it's, or what the number in our bank account. It's none of that. It's what we think, what we feel, and the actions we take that we have control over, that we can construct. So I want you to really think about that today. And to know that you have the power to change your thinking and feeling and actions. You and only you. And when you decide that you are not a, 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 at the whim of your circuit, like that you are not your circumstances, you're not your situations, you're not your diagnosis, you're not your pain, you're not your overwhelm, not any of those things. You are you, you are worthy now, not for what you do, but for being who you are inside, deep inside those inheritable, like those, those unmutable traits that we know we all have. And so I think the other part that keeps us stuck is that we don't recognize that we are worthy now, that we don't have to do more to be worthy, that we are worthy as we are. And when we understand that we don't have to lose the weight or get a better job or make more money or I don't get a better house, that none of those things matter. It's what we think and what we feel about who we are, our lives change. So I'm super excited. You guys, I forgot to say, if you have any questions, please let me know. Uh, these are the questions that I got from the Facebook messages and Instagram. Look how old, look, I look so studious when I put these on. Okay, why isn't this easy? This is in reference to behavior change. Why isn't this easy? Why is this so ding dang hard? You could insert any, any word in front of hard. Why is this Why is behavior change challenging? I think I was just talking with someone right before we got on, um, a dear friend. We were talking about this idea of immediate gratification in our world, that we want things to come easy. We want life to be easy. We feel entitled to a good life, a just life, as we should. But we don't understand that we need to do the deep work to recognize who we are and what we can do and, and the weight of our power and the result of our hard work. Oftentimes, we sabotage ourselves by thinking, this should be easy. Maybe I'm not meant to do this work. Maybe something is going wrong because this seems so challenging and so hard. And I always say nothing has gone wrong. It's meant to be this. I think so often we want things to be easy and we forget that it is in the struggle. It is in the challenges that we really learn. We can all think about like conceptually and intellectually have extra, like go through exercises about like how I want to think if someone's mean to me. 
or someone says something to me. Like we can conceptually understand that, but it is not until we are challenged that we put it into practice that it becomes real. Oh, Jen, you're so lovely. Uh, I love this. I feel like I'm just, you know, talking. Uh, I, I, I think that so often we don't give ourselves credit that we want, we want things to be easy, of course, because we don't believe that we can get through the hard things in life. We avoid feeling scared or negative emotion because we think it'll kill us. We think we're not strong enough. And here's what I want to tell you is that you are so, you are far more stronger. You're far stronger, far more courageous than you can ever believe. And when you decide that you are going to stop avoiding negative emotion, when you're going to stop avoiding feeling overwhelmed or feeling scared and know that you can get through it. I think so much of what we do is, is well, you guys know this, right? We avoid feeling our emotions. So we're going to distract. We're going to get on our phone and look at our phone or read a book or listen to a podcast to avoid um, feeling our feelings. No, this is not to say reading books and listening to podcasts are bad things because they're great. I read. I listen to podcasts. But I don't do it to not deal with my emotions. I do it when I plan to do it. We distract in so many ways with food, with alcohol, with consuming things. We distract or we restrict. So we're going to like, we're not going to feel our feelings. We're just going to shut them off, shut them down. We've learned these patterns from childhood. So many of us have been told like, you don't, we don't cry. We don't cry right now. It's not appropriate. So I want you to think about the, the patterns that you are bringing into this world. We know that if we name it, that is the first step in taming it. But we have to recognize so many times we want it to be easy. So we're not going to do the work to feel the feelings. And we know that we have to deeply feel. That is the way through it. We cannot walk around with unprocessed emotion because it is a painful thing to do, sweet friends. And I think the work of like processing your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts is the most powerful work. And it is worth all the time you have, all the money you have. No, that's, I mean, like it is worth investing in time, money, resources because your brain is what you get in this life, your thoughts and your emotions. And you are worth the time, sweet friends, to do this, to process, to understand that change is worth all that we can give it. That we are here and we get this one sweet life. I mean, let's be honest, it's not always sweet. It's not over always rainbows and unicorns, right? I wish. Like it's it's like half half 
good, half mer. But we get to choose what we make it. We get to choose what we make our experiences mean. So I want you to think about that and think about your life and how have you expected behavior change to be easy? Have you expected, like I do, I'll put on my exercise clothes and expect to be five pounds down without even exercising or changing what I eat. Because you guys know that if I, I, I believe that it's what you eat and not actually what you exercise. But I think that I'll just put on the clothes and then suddenly I'll feel better, right? It's my thoughts. It's my emotions about the experience. Okay. Is there one tool or method you would suggest? Well, I'm so glad you asked. That was that, that was a legit question. It was not a leading question. Well, it was, right? Oh, Chelsea, I hate hearing, I just missed this. I, I, I hate hearing don't cry, especially to kids. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I think the best gift we can give ourselves is to allow ourselves to feel. And the best gift we can give ourselves is it, our children is to teach them how to feel as well. I think we have never been taught how to feel and that's what we're seeing in this world. A world of people distracting from their emotions. When we are forced to confront the reality of our situations like COVID, We've seen people overeating, uh, over drinking, like panicking, having breakdown moments in the middle of Costco because we've never been taught how to feel. We've never been taught how to experience change or how to change. We don't know what our brains will do. Oh, mwah. thank you. Have a great Friday, sweet Jen. So lovely, but we don't know what our brains will do. We don't know how to process change or how to feel change. So is there one tool I suggest? Yeah, well, yes, of course. I believe in the power of cognitive behavioral interventions. I deeply know and have seen time and time and time again how this work shapes lives. And so often we don't have the words to communicate or the tools to communicate. Like, I'm like, this works. You should use it. Come learn how. But let me simply tell you that when you start to begin to unravel the thoughts and emotions that are causing the action you take that gets the results you get, you can use this process for everything, for anything. I have decided to teach this process in a morning makeover course now. <laughs> we did it as a child. But so I want you to understand how to look at your thoughts, how to get them all down, that you can change your thoughts to change your life. As Chelsea says, change is so hard. It's, it, we all experience fear. Or we all experience thoughts about change. Oh, I know. Our thoughts are like, I am so afraid. I'm so overwhelmed. This is so fearful. So we have thoughts about it. We have feelings about it. I 
fear, anguish, confusion, lack of clarity, pain, shame, drama about change. So the tool is that we look at our thoughts and emotions and decide what action will drive the results we want. But so often we only look at our action or we only look at our thoughts and we don't see the cognitive behavioral interplay of, of both of those. So that is the tool I would suggest. And of course, I, I would love to teach you about it, right? Uh, why does it seem like I stress out over the little things right now? I see this all the time. If you have not listened to managing your brain in a pandemic, is it that's what it's called or why Miss Man? Anywho, it's a podcast I did, but I can't remember the title. We have a, our set emotional baseline. We're just trucking right along. And something happens, some stressor, some trauma, some whatever happens to us and our emotional baseline gets increased. So we're more reactive, we're more, ah, I'm so stressed out. Like everything, it's, we have less of a, a barrier. So we're, we're more reactive to everything in our world. And that's what happened with our experience of, of the coronavirus. So yes, everything is going to stress you out more. Change is gonna be harder. Managing your emotions will be more difficult. But here's what I know, that you can do the work to get that baseline lowered so that you are back in integrity, that you are back understanding that you can control your thoughts and emotions, that you get a choice. You get a choice in how to construct self-helping thinking, feeling, and acting, as Dr. Albert says. Albert Ellis. So yes, you, nothing's gone wrong. Of course your brain, of course you're more reactive right now. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm just more activated. Nothing's gone wrong here. Okay, what would you tell someone who is ready to change, but their brain gets in the way or they get in their own way? So here's the deal. Our brains don't like change. Of course, this is what the work we do is to manage our brains in every moment, at every hour, in every day for the rest of our lives. And it gets easier the more we practice and the more belief we have. But what would I tell someone who's ready to change? But then you can do this. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. You need the right tools to do this work. It's not been your fault that you haven't been able to change before. You just need new tools. And that's, and that's what, and even when we get the tools, we have to tell that primitive part of our brain that's gonna panic that we're changing because darn it, you're not supposed to change the story. It's gonna tell that primitive part of our brain, please don't do this to me. And you're gonna say, we have a new program we're running. We have new tools. Don't worry, primitive brain. I got this. My PFCs in control, prefrontal cortex, if you're wondering. So I, I want you to understand that now is the time to change. 
It's never too late. It's never too early. You get the choice and you do the work in your brain. It's not only your action that you take. It's the thoughts you have, the feelings you have that drive that action. And your brain will get in the way. Of course it will. But you just need someone saying, of course that's happening. Course that's happening. I think the power in working with a coach is that you can have someone say nothing is going wrong when you panic and want to give up, which we all do all the time. I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to let you give up. I'm going to carry your belief for you for as long as it takes, for as long as is needed. Because I believe in the power of our brains and I believe in the power of change. And if you don't know that yet, I got you, boo. Okay, sweet friends. Happy, happy Friday. I hope you have a great one. If you have questions for me for next week, please send them in a direct message. Is that what we call them? A message? Type them in the comments. Send them um, at hello at jessicastong.com or email me. Oh, sweet friends, happy Friday. Hope you all have a great day. I'll see you. Bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.